There's so many things that lead to this moment. I think about my friend, Ben Hardy, who says, hey, you want to change your mindset, change your environment. And that's when I started making more Maui time. And I started being here four months a year. And I started realizing, hey, the more I create my reality, determine where my energy is going to be, and then how to multiply my favorite energy, which is to love and be loved. That's it, to love and be loved. I was like, well, I could start with my daughter and my dogs and my husband and my family. And how do we multiply that feeling to love and be loved? And in the pet industry, you know, one of the things that I did in entrepreneurship was I followed my heart and my husband's talent and put it together and created this empire in the pet industry. And there we get to have moments of sharing more love and it multiplies and it makes people feel good. And my team feels good and my community does and pet owners do and the pets feel better. And I'm like, huh, why don't we just keep doing more of this? And so one of my coaches did say along the way, like everything you do, does it take you closer to love? If it does, just keep doing more of that. And so I think now I'm just in overflow. Welcome to another episode of The Brave Table. I'm your host, Dr. Neetha. And if you are new, you are in for such a treat. This is your destination, your oasis to be all things just a little bit more brave in your actions and in your relationships and in your life. And today we are talking about NFTs. And I know there have been lots of buzzwords around NFTs and blockchain and crypto. And I have the leading foremost expert and pioneer and somebody that I look up to so much, somebody who is literally been one of my dearest, dearest mentors, advisors, and I'm so excited I get to call her a dear friend. And we are talking about her newest book, Blockchain. And she is not only an award-winning CEO, marketing expert, innovator, and global leader, Lee Richter is recognized for many, many years as one of San Francisco's top 100 women business leaders, top 100 fastest growing companies. And in 2022, she was named one of the top 100 innovators in the San Francisco Bay Area by the San Francisco Business Times. She's an entrepreneur, a business innovator, a mentor, author, and global NFT visionary dedicated to coaching aspiring entrepreneurs. She has run a dozen successful businesses. She is a serial entrepreneur generating over $100 million in revenue, and she is the CEO of multiple, multiple multiple multi-seven-figure companies, including the Richter Communications Design Group and the Pet Concierge. With her knowledge and skills in business, she loves to mentor other aspiring entrepreneurs to model her success. Now, she is currently launching her team and brand into the crypto and NFT world and is quickly becoming one of the largest pioneers in the new world. That is Web3. NFTs are quickly making their way into the mainstream, and before we know it, they will be part of our everyday life. She has an uncanny ability to spot trends, whether they are worth investing time and money into. Like I said, she is a human that I love so much, and I'm so glad we get to talk to her about her latest book, where she literally makes it so easy for all of us lay people, mamas, and that we shouldn't be getting left in the dark. And I love this conversation so much because you are going to learn the bare bones basics of what NFTs are and what is Web3 and why is it that we need to start paying attention to it now, how it actually begins to define 
the foundation for our children in this new world and how she is making it so easy for us to get our hands into the space to at least get educated and maybe even see possibilities even in our own future to have brave conversations around NFTs. Well, without further ado, let's welcome the incredible, amazing visionary and pioneer and one of my dear friends, Lee Richter, to this week's The Brave Table. Lee, hello, love. Oh my goodness. It is so good to have you here. Where are you coming in from today? This is not a backdrop. This is the real deal. That is Lanai in Hawaii. I'm here in Kapalua in Maui. And it's just about 1 p.m. And I'm so excited to be here with you. It's the highlight of my day. And I get to go play in Mother Nature after. So I'll take this energy with me. So thank you for connecting. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have to set the stage for the audience and really for our listeners. You are someone that I admire so much. And I have, if anybody asks me, like, what do I want to be when I grow up? I'm like, I want to be Lee Richter. Like, (laughs) you are just like the most unassumed boss queen. And you lead with such fierce like love and compassion. And you constantly have so many amazing projects under your belt. And you're at the cutting edge of innovation and technology. And for a woman that's, you know, obviously so badass, but then you're an epic mom to your daughter who I've had the most. You know, the but whole who, time you're talking to me, my brain is lighting up and feeling all the connection. But um, my heart is saying, but the reason I love you so much is because you're such an awesome mom. And that's why I see you. But that's mm-hmm. why you see me. Because that's yeah. our most favorite thing is being the most amazing mom we could be, right? But can I tell everybody, like, your daughter was writing books when she was like nine years old, starting companies. I mean, she had TED Talks done. Like, I remember meeting her when she was like nine. And I'm like, all right, I have to get on the train of what Lee is doing and how you show up. And so I just want to start there because for we're going to get into your newest book. But where did this fierce ability for entrepreneurship, and I even think, you know, to think differently, where did that come from? How is that in your upbringing? What is that alluded to? Mm, That's such a great question. And so much to unpack there because there's so many things that lead to this moment. I think about my friend, Ben Hardy, who says, hey, you want to change your mindset, change your environment. And that's when I started making more Maui time. And I started being here four months a year. And I started realizing, hey, the more I create my reality, determine where my energy is going to be, and then how to multiply my favorite energy, which is to love and be loved. That's it, to love and be loved. I was like, well, I could start with my daughter and my dogs and my husband and my family. And how do we multiply that feeling to love and be loved? And in the pet industry, you know, one of the things that I did in entrepreneurship was I followed my heart and my husband's talent and put it together and created this empire in the pet industry. And there we get to have moments of sharing more love and it multiplies and it makes people feel good. And my team feels good and my community does and pet owners do and the pets feel better. And I'm like, oh, why don't we just keep doing more of this? And so one of my coaches did say along the way, like, Everything you do, does it take you closer to love? If it does, just keep doing more of that. And so I think now I'm just in overflow. 
So but people, I mean, okay, but so okay. we, cause I'm going to stop you there because I feel like it's, it's just fascinating that, you know, and I know a lot of people say this about you, not just me, like you are known as the queen and now you're known as the queen of NFTs, which, but you've always been at the intersection of serial entrepreneurship. And, you know, as a young girl, like was entrepreneurship, were you around that? Or, you know, how were your parents in terms of how the, the way that they raised you? Because I know that for my upbringing, that was not the case. It was like, go into a stable job. That's why I became a cosmetic dentist and having to unlearn and unpack that. You so got how doctor that in your name. That works really well with families because they're like, <laughs> okay, you did what you were supposed to do. I'm a great parent. Check. Check. You got that doctor in there. I know I married a doctor, but I knew him since high school through 10 years of college. And there is a rite of passage for each one of those things. Mm -hmm. And what I learned is in everything in life, whatever your passion is, whatever you want to manifest, anytime it's the door of opportunity and there's a knock at it, when you open the door, the same thing is on the other side all the time. And it's called work. Mm -hmm. So we can manifest and we can come up with ideas and we can have it closer to love, but we still have to show up and do the work and inspire people to help us and create a movement. Mm -hmm. You know, what I love about you and our friend, Missy Butcher, that we were talking about earlier about being pioneers and such strong women and such leading with the heart women. I mean, she's pure love, a hundred percent aura of pure love in mother form, godmother form, grandmother form, in friendship form. I've been to her house in Molokai where it's just oozing love everywhere. And I'm like, I just want to be in more of this. And the thing is, we can generate it and see it once we are it. Mm. But it's that simple. And I think that's what I learned about from my daughter when she was nine years old and on her track. It reminded me about when I was nine years old and on mine. So mm. I could see her in hers, but then it took me back to when it was mine. And I can see a trail back to when I was six years old. I was doing commercials. I was in Little Miss America. I was doing advertising. You I, were? You were Little was, Miss yeah, America? I was in Little Miss America and I made it to the top five finalists. And the judges were... At six years old. At six years old. In Palisades Park. New Jersey. as There New- it is. There it is, Lee. Okay, keep going. Yeah. So my mom, she custom made all my dresses and white gloves and it was an experience. And I made it, I was number six. I held my little number six and with the white gloves and everything. And basically the judges were talent scouts for movies and TV and for Sears Catalog and Western Electric and all these brands. And so I got an agent and his name was Dick Miller. And that month, Dick Miller was on the cover of TV Guide that went out to all the households, right? So he was kind of one of the most famous. And so they put me in like Time Magazine or I forget, New Yorker Magazine. And I was doing Western Electric ads and I was like in Sears Catalog. And I learned all these things about advertising behind the scenes and creating a story and connecting and... And also, guess what? At the end of every was a wrap party and celebration. (laughs) I learned that too. And see, a business has lost that allure. It was kind of like if you look at Mad Men era, that show Mad Men, Mm -hmm. there was always a party and celebration after. And I grew up in that era. And so we were inspired to connect even deeper outside of the office. And then Mm -hmm. tomorrow, you were more batteries included and more committed. And so was I because of what we did last night to celebrate our success from yesterday. It was a perfect model, Mm -hmm. right? And we were doing it over, you know, espresso martinis now. But back then, it was just really straight vodka. (laughs) (laughs) 
They were like, you're going to learn a martini or you can't hang with the big boys. That's what oh. I was getting. I was working at Merrill Lynch in Washington, D.C. When I was in my 20s, I was already learning Series 7 licensed stockbroker, finance. My husband was learning medicine. So we put those together, built an empire in the pet industry. But it was all around who are the partners to choose along the way. And I got really lucky. I chose great partners. First of all, my husband. Mm-hmm. I kept 51%. So there's one clear leader. So it wasn't wishy-washy. It was like, nope, here's where we're going. Because I have the vision for the future. I can see 10 years in. He yeah. could see right now, which we need someone to see right now and do the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. So we knew each other's lane. And in that, we learned, here's the method to make this even better. Here's the client experience. Here's the team experience. How do we make it even better? And in 2014, we won best place to work in the Bay Area. Oh my gosh. And the year after was Pixar. And I'm like, oh my God, how many times do I get to pass the torch to Pixar, right? Wow. And I was like, oh, you know what happened is we worked on the Ratatouille rats and we became friends with the Pixar team. And when we won best place to work is because they voted for us because they thought the coolest place to be was our vet hospital oh because they worked with all these rats for the Ratatouille movie. And then they adopted them and then they needed a vet. And then they actually came to see us in person and they fell in love with my team. And they invited us to see the movie up before it was released. And they invited the team to be part of their community. And we started just seeing what real people we all are. And we're all so creative when it's our passion. So in the vet space, the doctors, the team, they're so creative about how to create a great client experience. But at Pixar, they're all about how to tell the story of that or how to make it even more meaningful or more memorable. And so now you start putting those things together and magic happens, right? And here it was in my yard. It was in my backyard happening. And they were appreciating us and my team. And that team is still with me. One of them is my manager, Jessica. Mm. Jessica has been with us over 12 years and she's like grown up with us through her 20s and her 30s. She's gone through all these ups and downs. We've supported each other, mentored each other. She's amazing in medicine. She appreciates me as her mentor and she takes the ideas, never takes it personal, but puts it in place. And not only does it blossom, but she recognizes and Mm -hmm. comes back. So she knows how to speak my love language. And I think all of that started when I was six years old starting in advertising, learning the customer journey, learning how to tell a story and realizing through storytelling is every marketing campaign and NFTs is just one way of telling a story. Yeah. Well, this is a perfect segue because you have been such a pioneer and a real force when it comes to different industries. Because you've done this for the pet industry. When we initially met years and years ago, it was in you were in the events industry as well. And, and I still have that company. I still and- do that. Yeah, because yeah, you're a serial entrepreneur. And that's what I love because I'm also a serial entrepreneur and I love having these conversations because what advice do you have? This is called The Brave Table. And you know, I just recently wrote a book as well. And we're going to be talking about yours. You know, that sucked. Now what? And I know that was my mantra through every different stage of sucky moments in business and life. And what do you think it takes to be brave to do something new? Because I know that, you know, a lot of folks listening 
who want to be brave and start a new path. And you're actually the one that's forging the path, thinking ahead. And now you are the queen of NFTs and like Web3 and being asked to do these gigantic collaborations and partnerships and really be the educator of this next wave of where we are heading. What advice do you have for folks who are who are still kind of grappling with their bravery into doing something new? I love that you say that because in my presentation, one of the slides is a Harvard Business Review slide that just has white background, black text that says, if you're not at your cutting edge, you're not learning anything. So I'm always at that cutting edge because I'm pushing myself to keep learning because then my life is relevant to me. Now I have a reason to keep learning, right? But for me, I love marketing. And I think it did start when I was little, being in advertising, seeing how it shows people a journey and brings them on the journey. And at the end, they could have a better life and they could have hope for a better future, right? Mm -hmm. That's our best thing as leaders we can do for people is give people hope for a better future. And this new product and project that I took is really ultimately so I can help give people hope for a better future. Not only my team, but the clients and all of the people that come along with us. That's my goal is how do we tune in, see where they are now and take them on a journey, hope for a better future. So that's the through line. Mm -hmm. And right now, I think being brave is everything that we already know. Number one, start in gratitude. Just start Mm -hmm. there. At least if you're in gratitude, you can't be in anything else. So if you went to sleep angry and you woke up instead of being that, if you're like, hey, I'm grateful for this day, if you're in gratitude, you can't be anything else. So I think that's the key number one. Mm-hmm. Just start there every day. I'm just like finding a hundred ways or more to be grateful. Oh, I'm so grateful for this moment with you. I'm so grateful we have these blue skies. I'm so grateful right now that there's not an undertow and I could go swimming afterwards. I'm so grateful for the rainbow this morning because of the rain last night. So all of these little things, I'm just all day long in gratitude and it keeps me above any negativity coming in mm-hmm. because it doesn't have space if I'm in gratitude. So I'm always going back to that as my anchor. And the number two thing for bravery is resiliency. Mm. So when it's hard or it doesn't feel the same or you don't like it, you just get back up and do it again because I've done it a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand times and I know what it can feel like. And every once in a while when it's off kilter or doesn't feel the same, it's okay. But be resilient and just get up and do it again, no matter how hard it is because we're going to learn the most when it's the hardest. And they have this thing called higher risk, higher reward. That's what happens in finance. It's an actual case study of higher risk, higher reward. If you have a higher risk, you're getting a higher percentage. You're going to have a higher return. That's generally what's going to happen. Sometimes it'll go to zero because it's such a high risk, but sometimes it'll go to Apple levels or Amazon levels, right? Higher risk, higher reward. But that's the same with everything, right? It's the same with everything. The more vulnerable we are, the more we can get the reward. The more we take a risk in investing in ourselves, the more we can take the reward. And I will tell you, that is the number one investment is investment in yourself, which is why having a mentor is so important. Mm. You get to be mentored to millions. And other people we know that are brilliant, like JJ Virgin, you just spent time with, or Lisa Nichols, who I love and adore. Love, love. They get to be mentors to millions. And by being that kind of global leader, they're able to share love and more love to love and be loved. Part of why you had that weekend that was so intense and beautiful, it was a carefully curated group of the most safe and pure love. 
You can be a hundred percent yourself and not worry at the end of the ride. Are you going to feel better or worse? Cause you know, you're going to feel better because you're connected and your love for who you are. No one's trying to change you. No one's telling you to be different. They're all loving you for where you are. And because that group is curated, it's safe to be a hundred percent pure you. It's so true. Well, and I kind of also, and yes to it all. And I feel like you going back to kind of what you shared when you grew up in the era of like, you know, everyone had a rap party and a celebration party afterwards. And I'm not saying like rap RAP. I'm saying like they're wrapping up the night and they're actually having a celebratory evening. A lot of those projects are a two-day project. You have two full days set up, done. And at the end, oh, we did 16 takes. But then you're right. You wrap it up. We're done. Moving on. Now it's going to editing. We'll let you know if we need you again. Wow, but but there would be a celebratory thing. And it reminds me of all of the places that I've seen you. Now it's like, I know to ask at all of these different like networking events, masterminds, events. I'm like, okay, is Lee going to be here? Is Lee going to be here? Like, and because you are such a joy, but it's such a testament to, you know, when I think of what we're going to be talking about next, I don't understand it. I, I kind of do, but you know, and I, I feel like this was being me, me being brave for all of our listeners to bring somebody like you who is so unassuming. It's not like one of these like, you know, tech heads or Gary V or Grant Cardone oh, that's going to be talking about like, you know, but you're, you're like the opposite of that, but you do it in such a loving way. And you're known as the queen of NFTs and web three. You're not like a tech dude. And I want to speak. Why NFT? Why NFT? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Why NFT? And also, well, so my first question before we get to that is for those perfectionists in the room who are trying to wrap their head around how is she able to manage so many different companies and be this ball of beautiful, incredible, amazing energy, you know, as a woman leading the space? I'm receiving that today. Wow. Sometimes I'd be deflecting that, but today I'm totally receiving that. Thank you. Receive it. Receiving that. You know what it is, is right now I'm I'm at a point where I get to design my life any way I want to. And if I'm doing something, it's because I want to, not because I have to. And when I chose this next project, you know, which is in blockchain, which is in NFT world, which is in a global campaign where I really have to be seen and I really have to be vulnerable for the world, for their opinions about everything. I have to be ready in a way to control a narrative that again, comes back to my basics that I said earlier, which is, is this taking me closer to love? And is there an opportunity to love and be loved here? And if there is, I want to keep multiplying that. So how do I find that nugget and through line and bring people with me? And so I think that's part of this bravery right now is being open for a whole new level of people to come with me. Some of them I don't know yet. And I'm like, wow, I have to like really have trust there. How do I set up this way of knowing that I could trust them? Me personally, I see into the future and I see what do we need to know to navigate the future and who's going to have the keys to the future. Right now with Web3, I'm seeing all these 20-year-olds who get it, navigate it. They're not afraid of it. And they're starting to make the rules. And those rules will affect all of us. And when I started in this, I was like, I'm a woman in my 50s and I am someone you could trust because I have a financial background, but I don't want to leave the thought leaders behind. So people like Lisa Nichols and Jim Quick and you and Vision and all these people, I'm like, I want to make sure we're part of this conversation of how Web3 is going to be designed because we're going to be part of that world 
and our kids will, and our grandkids and the future kids will. So how do I bring that so that we're all part of the conversation? We're all included and we all have hope for a better future together. And I started Mm -hmm. realizing we're all in this world together. Even the assets of the world are ours together. It's our earth together. It's not like China has that. And even though right now we have it divided, it really is earth's assets we have together. We got to pay attention to these fine lines being drawn right now. There's some very serious fine lines that are going to turn into big major vaults, vaults mm-hmm. lines later if yeah. we don't pay attention. So Web3 is a big piece of that because that's going to be a global currency, not just for today, not just in dialogue, not just watching things changing and having to figure out how to be resilient and still be along for the ride, not be tainted, but be curious where it's going. It's going to go in a cycle like everything else has. Mm -hmm. Every market's gone in cycles. Real estate's gone in cycles. The globe has gone in cycles. The globe has gone in 80 year cycles for over 3000 years. And if you read the book Pendulum, that's one of the things they talk about is cycles are based on mother earth, not technology and not people. We're part of the mother earth cycle. And the more we respect mother earth together and love and be loved, the more we're going to be happy together. So how do we spread more of that? So the project I even just said yes to, I, uh, I will unveil a little because I want everyone to know like, you never know who's watching. Here I am. You're saying the queen of NFTs. And I'm thinking, I'm just a business person who's learned how to apply it to my business to make it easy, lucrative, and fun. Joe Polish, my mentor says, make it easy, lucrative, and fun. I'm like, how do I make NFTs easy, lucrative, and fun? Oh, in the pet industry, let me submit 100 NFTs. Now they get to get the VIP experience. What's that include? Wow, we get to do this and they get to work with my team and my manager. And those dream 100 get an experience that I can't give everyone, but I can give those hundred who raise their hand and join. How can I do that? Oh, how about with an NFT? Now I don't have to manage it. It's batteries included self-managed because it's on the blockchain. I don't have to prove it. I don't have to do anything. It's already recorded. And if they have it, they've paid for it. Now they're entitled to it. It's that simple. Okay. So let's break it down for... And because I want everybody to learn from you because you are the queen and take us all our community through, you know, you wrote this book with who's co-authored with Carrie Oberbrunner and Blockchain Life. I mean, it's, blockchain it's life. launched. Blockchain Life. Way, blockchain Life was already in the works two years ago. It wasn't just wow. named for now. Carrie had the future of it. He already brought thousands of URLs in blockchain URL country, of which companies have already come to him to buy theirs when they figure out they need it and he owns it, he's the vault. He is so smart. He already sees into the future. He saw that I do. Dan Sullivan said, you need to know Lee. And so we're both in strategic coach. Dan put us together. And Carrie came to me on Thanksgiving last year. So just over a year ago, he came to me and said, I have this idea. I launched it a year ago. It's called Blockchain Life. I'd like to bring out a book. And I'm like, we should bring out a book and a regular series because it changes so fast. Mm -hmm. So it took us about a year to put the first one together because there's so many terms and so many things to learn. And his goal was how do we create something that his 70-year-old parents could read and understand what he does? Wow. Because he wants to explain it to them, but how could he do it that they understand? So we wrote, here's kind of the glossary of terms and the things you need to know about Web3 and why you should pay attention to VR, to AI, 
why you should pay attention to all these things right now. Now, you and I behind the scenes see them as tools for marketing campaigns. Like AI is already in use in so many ways. Oh my gosh. Did you see what's blowing up right now? On Everyone's putting their pictures up of them, AI versions. Yeah. I don't know. Is that like a good thing for that Lensa app? Like who is that app owned by? (laughs) Let's get brave and talk about that. Right. And you know... (laughs) What are they going to do? They're going to be able to do deep fakes on that? (laughs) Want to know who to talk to about that? Evan Okay. You and Evan on, and I want to hear that one because he is brilliant in the space and he's brilliant around face and facial recognition. He's one of the experts. And I will tell you, you definitely want him to come on and have that conversation. And I will be the first one to sign up. You could charge for that conversation and I will pay to get in that gateway because that's going to be something really interesting to know. And yeah, because I feel like everyone's gonna... posting it just like, here it is. And it's the cool thing to do for the algorithm or whatever. But I'm like, let's ask a different question. Is that actually... Because I, I saw what they did with, you know, somebody else's face for a deep fake. I'm like, that's kind of scary. Yeah, so much can be done. I've been in a room with marketers where they're like, let me just show you all of us in the room right now. Let me just create something for you as we're sitting in the room. So one of the guys just went and took like 10 minutes made a deep fake video, put it up, and it was all of us in the room in real time saying what he wanted us to say. And they were shocked to see how easy it was. And I'm like, this is going to be catching on real... F- how do we do it for good? That is one of the... Yeah. I, I mean, you, you're you're uploading 20 of your photos on this like app and then they have it. And it's interesting you say that because one of the things I'm doing is working with a company... And all of these experts, we launched a company called gotminted.com. And it's so people can come in and create a safe vault for mm-hmm. their digital assets, for their NFTs, for their diplomas, because actually colleges and things are starting to use NFTs as a way of verifying that it's a real diploma. So they're going to issue transcriptions and all of your, you know, schoolwork and graduate degrees and diplomas will be NFTs. So they're verifiable. So now you can have a vault where some of it is seen by the public or whoever you choose, mm-hmm. and some of it is put under lock and key. So gotminted.com is one of the ones we're exploring because I'm looking at, you know, as a financial person, when I was in finance for 14 years, one of the things I learned at Merrill Lynch is when you have families that are multi, multi-millionaires and sometimes even billionaires, when someone dies, the family, sometimes the worst comes out. Mm-hmm. And around assets. And they don't really want to be that way, but they don't know how else to be. And no one's guided them. Yeah. So we've learned how to guide them to have a more gentle conversation and have it up front so there's no surprises. Well, I think blockchain is going to be the biggest adversary for that because now, like I have 400 handmade necklaces for me from a designer. Everything's real, special. Each one of them is a gift and a piece of art. Mm-hmm. That's 400 NFTs. That when I pass away, when they go to my sisters or friends like you, you'll get the real piece of art with the NFT that verifies that you'll know about it. But my estate attorney will know where it goes because it'll match the NFT. Mm -hmm. So it's just more simple and streamlined and there's no emotion. It's just the transaction. And up front, we can even say, hey, by the way, just so you know, this is yours one day. Because I want you to know, like, hey, I know I have to die for you to get it, but... Guess what? You know for a fact it's going to be yours. It's in the NFT vault. So I I love that you're explaining it to me like this because I'm like, okay. And I think that people 
who are listening, like Brave Table fam, you're starting to understand why this book is so important. And we definitely want to add this to our reading list because it's, I think that your book, I mean, a lot of people are talking about blockchain, but like I said, they don't look like you, they're not female and they haven't had as much experience as you. And I feel like I trust everything that you really share. So tell us, what can we learn about blockchain life? And what's the vision that you and Carrie have for this book? Because I know that you both are really the forefront of this next evolution of, of Web3. And what can we, as like regular folks who want to you know, take part in this, what can we gather and what can we learn? I love that. And I want to celebrate Carrie because he is a pioneer. He's a man in his 40s. He really cares about igniting interest and passion. And he's ignited around Web3. He had to up-level his team to be into the future. And he did pictures of him in the metaverse already with his Oculus glasses. And he's just really thinking about how to bring the future into now and what's that experience like and how do we create an incredible experience along the way. And he's such a pioneer. So he created this book. So again, his mom, his dad in their 70s would understand what he's doing. But it's also to make it really easy for people to just be pioneers together. All of us get to be thought leaders together on this. Nobody really is ahead. Only 1% of the population on the planet is even in this space right now. And 100%. I'm looking at it like an access ticket, like you and I were talking about. Yeah. All along for the whole last year from stage, I'm like, do not see this as an investment play. See mm -hmm. it as creating the most meaningful community you can, your dream 100, your dream 1000. Bring mm -hmm. them with you on such a beautiful community driven experience where they're part of it and they're part of the voice, right? When I look at the VIPs that are going to get, it's called the Smarty Marty campaign for our veterinary hospital. When I look oh at them, gosh. they're invited to come in person. We're remodeling an entire suite to feel like a VIP experience, almost mm -hmm. like a living room so that when their pets come to the veterinarian and they're getting stem cells and they're getting other things, they're meeting other people just like them that their pets going through it. They can have that community. They can have mm -hmm. coffee, they can have tea, they can watch videos, they can have a separate room. We have four offices where they can just go and work or just have time on their own. But we're creating a VIP experience where they're not doing it by themselves anymore. Even mm -hmm. when they come to the vet office, that Dream 100 are like their VIP friends in a mastermind, right? It's But it's in the vet experience. It's a community of people who love their pets so much, they do integrative medicine. And so the NFTs allow me to bring them. They vote with their attention by coming and saying, I will get that NFT just so I could be in that experience. And once they vote like that, I treat them even more special. And mm -hmm. so the NFTs allow me to be curating a more meaningful experience. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I feel like in your book, Blockchain Life, Making Sense of the Metaverse, NFTs, cryptocurrency, virtual reality, AI, and Web3, what do you think the biggest intention is for the book? Why did you and Carrie write it at this stage? So the 20-year-olds did not write the script and leave us behind. So we're <laughs> yes. included in the that. conversation. One of the things I really have acknowledged recently is they're just not like us and millennials. We're all millennials together right now. Mm -hmm. We're going to a new era 
there's kids that are equipped better for the future than we are. We just don't understand it yet. Some mm-hmm. people even think kids with autism have a secret power of understanding patterns and Web3 is around patterns and actually they might be more equipped for the future. And some of us don't see it as a superpower, but some people like Stanford have already realized, hey, wait a second, this is a superpower. And those parents of those kids, their ideas change around their kid. Instead of saying my kid is handicapped, they say my kid has a superpower. We're figuring Mm. out how to utilize it to give him a better hope for the future, right? Mm. Or give her a better hope for the future. And now if the parent shifts their mindset from, "I'm my kid's not the same and it's got, you know, they have autism, not it, but they, he or she has autism and I have to treat it special, but it's not the same as your kid. And now I feel sorry for them. Like if they have that is different than my kids empowered and ready for the future. Now I'm going to see how to empower them even more. And I'm going to learn with them. Like mm-hmm. I want that to be the dialogue. How do we be curious? How do we say, wait a second, this might be a superpower we don't understand yet, but let's nurture it. Yeah. I think people like Stanford and Harvard behind the scenes, they're already working with groups of people and seeing it as superpowers. They just don't know how to multiply it yet. And I feel like you are too. And what kinds of questions should we be asking now after having gotten your book, read your book? Because I feel like this is going to be the glossary that everyone needs to get. It's on Amazon right now. Go ahead and grab it. And I think even on Audible, you can just add it to your list if you're not a reader. But I definitely think this is one of those because I can see how even in our coaching containers or coaching companies through certification, we can now put an NFT together so that we can make it viable, kind of like what you were sharing. So we take you as a case study. Mm -hmm. And I talked earlier, I spoke about, it's called a POOP, proof of attendance protocol. That would be NFT speak, proof of attendance protocol. A thought leader speak would be, hey, do you want to prove to the world that you did the work, you came through my program and you survived to the end? You stayed to the bitter end, you did the work and I want the world to know you worked with me directly because I am a queen. You are a queen. When I get to work with you, I'm transformed. There's mm-hmm. no one else like you on the planet that I could sit for an hour at lunch and at the end feel so much better about everything I'm thinking just by your 1% mind shift, right? A little mm-hmm. bit earlier, you were talking about with NFTs, like, I don't really know anything about it. And my 1% mind shift for you is I'm learning more about it. Mm-hmm. So you and I get to play like that together. Like, hey, let me just shift that 1%. And because you're tuned in and you know the things that will help people have a better future. And you're like, hey, can I shift that one thing? It's not about him doing that. It's about how you felt. And let's just look at Like you give them that one little 1% mind shift. It takes them to a different continent. And I just want to reflect that back to the listeners. Okay. You are learning more about it right now. So for those of you who are like feeling like lost and things, nope, we're all learning more about it because we've got Queen Lee Richter who has done the most, the biggest campaigns with some of the world's biggest people right now that's happening right at this moment. It's pretty exciting. I'm going to put all of the links actually of everything that you have done and created because everything's on Ask. I want I want everyone to come on this journey with us. And once you're finished with Blockchain Life, send me a note. I want to take you to the next level. I'll bring you in. We have membership. We're sharing so many things with people on just how to have a journey into... You are. A Wait, you are having a membership? Okay. I didn't know this. Tell us more about it because I'm the first to sign up. Yes. 
maybe not like the thousands to sign up right now. I will say we've done memberships. We do have one in the pet community called My Pet Thrives. We have a membership there and we're taking people on that journey. And we do have one for event planners and that is the closed community right now. It's at capacity with 35,000 event planners. And I'm figuring out... 35,000 event planners. See, I'm telling you, you're like a genius. a brother and sister who had a vision and, you know, just where that multiply, but we're looking for what's the best case for that for the future. But I just took a project with the Vatican and that's one of the the things you're talking about. And when I'm thinking about the Vatican and thinking about access, I'm thinking about like as a thought leader, meaning the Pope or the Vatican, how do we give people access to them, but also how do we create a meaningful experience to give people hope for a better future? So we're designing it right now. We're going to launch it in the first quarter of 2023. And it's an NFT journey, but it's really going to be more of a meaningful journey based on interests of people in the moment. Like, are you interested in art? Are you interested in history? And whatever journey you choose, we're going to have a team that takes you And the Vatican will be part of the story and the history of the art will be part of the story. And we're going to create storylines and just bring people with us, different cultures. I'm talking to people in Brazil. I'm talking to people in Portugal, in Italy. And I have people from Spain here with me in Maui right now. Uh, For the next 10 days, all we're doing is creating courses and ideas for the Vatican NFT launch for next year. And it's not even going to be called NFTs. It's not. And it's going to be a meaningful experience. I want you on this journey with me. I'm going to say it right now. I want you on my advisory board because I want the global voice. And part of what you come with is the knowledge and the reach and the listening of women and people around the world. And that voice coming together is part of our mission next year. Mm -hmm. Um, I created seven reasons why we're doing it. I think number five is a unified voice. Like we get to be a voice together. And the word unity is a very big word in the Catholic church, in the Catholic charities, in the Pope's speech of 2019, I listened to recently, he talks about unity. And again, it's that feeling of love. Is it taking mm-hmm. you closer to love and being loved? Mm-hmm. This has the opportunity for that. And so with people like you and me and other people I've asked to be on this journey, if we're being the gateway of like, does this make us feel like we're creating something special and meaningful and giving people hope for a better future? Like the more we're at that gateway, the more we get to share it and give people access, right? Some people will get more access than others, but I want to make it so everyone can participate. Well, and and now, I think that we could go in yeah. Web3 together, right? <laughs> well, let's do it. I Isn't mean, let's do so it. Fun? So everyone listening, go ahead, pull up your Amazon. And if you're driving, don't do that. But when you get home today, go ahead and pull up Blockchain Life. It is, you know, making sense of the metaverse, NFTs, cryptocurrency, virtual reality, augmented reality, and Web3 with Lee and Carrie. And I think that, I mean, this is one of these books that will... Now, this is allowing all of us to be brave, to be brave too, instead of just like, for me, it's been, okay, I know it's coming. I know. I kind of know. I kind of don't know. I don't know. But with you just being that pioneer and you're making it so easy for us to think of it in tangible ways that it could really support and shift the way, because I love community so much. You already know this. I mean, with my life, the through line has been community relationships, losing my family really early on. It has been such a you know connection point for me. And so now that we can actually shift that 
so that we can really have connection and meaningful experiences because that's really what we are looking for. And I think that with what we're doing and how we're showing up in the world, NFTs is just an extension of that. But the well, way back you-, to what you were saying before, for you, like even you, when people go through your courses, when people have a transformation, you giving them the certificate, confirming you did the work, you did this, over time, that's going to be one of their awards, one of the things that are in their portfolio or in their online gallery, I call it. And you have some that everyone sees and some you keep to yourself and hidden. But Mm -hmm. as you're doing that, you get to celebrate. Like when I celebrate doing work with Dan Sullivan or publishing a book with Carrie, I get to put that in my gallery, celebrate it. But 300 years from now, people can still see that on the blockchain. My heirs can still benefit from that kind of creation and legacy thinking. Yeah, That's why Gary V is interesting right now because he's legacy thinking and legacy building. It's Mm. not about one year fun and done. It's not about pulling, make the money, who didn't make the money. It's about creating a meaningful community that he wants to serve for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. With us, even with the Vatican, we're looking at least three years. What do we do to take people on a three-year journey with us? Hey, some of them will meet the Pope. And I look at it and I'm like, I have more than 300 experiences where there's Mm -hmm. golden tickets that somebody with this golden ticket is going to meet the Pope in person. And for some people, they never imagined that that would ever be available to them and life-changing. And And that's what we're here for, right? We're here for transformation. I'm just giving people access through Web3 so that it's meaningful and they come on the journey, but it's also verifiable. Years later, when they tell their grandkids, hey, I hung out with the Pope, their NFT is going to prove their (laughs) ticket that they did, Right. Honestly, if you look at the Backstreet Boys, they're a model for how this happened in the real world before NFTs. They would sell access to meeting with the band for dinner or riding on their plane to the next Mm -hmm. gig, right? Now they're doing it as NFTs because Mm -hmm. they already have a group of people that love them so much. But now it's more accessible if they're like, well, we have 100 NFTs, we're selling it, whoever gets them, they get them. Yeah. And then it's a done transaction. And if those mm. people don't want to go, they can sell it to someone else, right? It's so, so true. No, it's so true. And as we kind of, I know your time is coming up short and as we're kind of shifting gears into our I final know we segment, could talk about this all day. I know. And it, well, it's so exciting. And I want everybody to learn from you. So I'm going to, I'm going to just ask us for where we can find out and I'm going to link some of your really amazing websites. So what is it that you're braving now in this season of life and how do you define bravery? Well, I will say it took me two full months, two full months, almost to the day to say yes to the Vatican offer. Wow. They did a background check on me. They got recommendations from people in different companies and different countries. I think it started with somebody in Germany and then Switzerland. Like it was a path for them to find me. And once they did, they looked into me, made sure it was a good fit, our values aligned. And they wanted somebody who had a real business background because if they're bringing this to the world, they want to make sure it's financially and business sound and makes sense for everyone to have hope for a better future. If it's to help Ukraine refugees, then that lets them do their mission, which is to help the needy. It's not just Catholic charities. Every day, people from Ukraine are showing up at the Vatican right now. Wow. Those people need time and attention. This is a way for us to support that. 
to support the needy. So for the Catholic Church, their vision is how do we get support to help these people who need help right now? For me, I'm like, how do we take the past into the future? Now, how do we take the art from Michelangelo and how do we take art from the dome and how to take it into the metaverse and do it for good? How do we do that and bring more love into it? Can you believe they actually came and said, we want a woman's perspective because we want to create a feeling of connection? Well, finally, they're learning that many things that a woman offers, you know, is what is kind of the me sauce. Right, that, but that still took me. I had to be brave. It still took two months for me to say yes. Wow. It took two full months, both sides of attorneys, two other partners, the Vatican looking at things, like everything lining up. And then once we signed it, it still took me like 24 hours to be brave enough to be like, okay, I'm in, I'm doing this. It's not about me, it's about the vision. And, but I, I helped set the vision. My friend, Jen Kim, your friend, Jen Kim, helped me set it. Michelle Falzon, all these other women I went to and I'm like, help me decide the archetypes, help me decide the feelings. And they all poured into me. And I'm like, oh, this is actually easy. And then you and I getting to talk about it and multiply it. I'm like, this actually is really fun. So uh, I well, just want to go in that way. I mean, and I just want to remind everyone, you know, it's, I feel like the through line for you is also your personality and your magnetism and your charm and just your authenticity. And, you know, I think you do lead with such vulnerability. I think I see that in you because I'm also similar. And so we're mirrors. You're always learning. You can't learn unless you're vulnerable, right? You're just doing yeah. what you Yeah. And you're, you know, and, and I see what all of these, you know, different networking events, masterminds. I mean, you are a perpetual student learner, even mm-hmm. though you have done, I mean, you are like the queen when it comes to creating and teaching and building and, that way, and scaling and creating empires. And so, okay, as I get into my final question, then what word describes the season of life? Mm, there's so many. I mean, I was first one that came to mind was innovation, mm. vision, but my word of the year is treasure. And I really feel like I'm treasuring every moment. I'm treasuring every connection. I'm creating treasures. I'm just treasuring like the and savoring all the goodness and looking and, and just seeing it. It's in abundance everywhere. But I did put it on my vision board with keys, ironically, in the first quarter of this year, I did three vision boards with my daughter and the word treasure was on there. And I'd never done anything like that before. It was always business or connection or growth or manifesting or whatever. But this was the first time treasure and it's a different kaleidoscope. Different things show up. I see it different just because I'm on that frequency. And so I think treasure is going to be my word. I love that. I love that. Lee, where can we learn so much more? I know you have a mentoring program. I know your goasklee.com has an incredible blog. We can definitely start there. Yeah, goasklee.com. That's the place to start. I'm doing an NFT mastermind here in Maui. I have 15 different participants coming in, different companies. Two people from the Vatican Group in Barcelona are here. So we're working on that project for the next 10 days. So I think right now, just watching behind the scenes. But for anyone who wants to be part of the behind the scenes program, especially with the Vatican, send me a note, lee at goasklee.com. I have a lot of people who say they want to volunteer or share ideas or be even an ambassador for their country. Like I have people in Mexico and uh, different countries saying, I want to bring my country with me. So, you know, I'm open to a lot right now. So thank you for sharing. I'm so excited. 
I'm inspired. I will say one last thing. John and Missy Butcher, two of our great friends who are also here in Maui. Love them. Love them so much. They taught me to be discerning, but through Lifebook, one of the things they taught me is very, very important. And no one ever taught me before them and all the years of coaching and business and masters and all of that. And they taught me, you get to choose your character. Mm. You get to choose your character traits, right? It's your relationship with yourself. So Brandy Gilmore said to me this year, just a few weeks ago, and it really rattled me a little. She's like, what personality traits and character traits are you going to take into your best future self? So then I had to start looking at all of them and see which ones do I want to say, okay, I'm done with that one, served its purpose, over with it. And by doing that, I've had to see some discoveries of myself that are not always so happy and pleasant, but actually challenges or through lines or blind spots or repeat patterns. You know, those repeat patterns will keep repeating. And one of them I thought was my husband for 33 years. And she's like, no, 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 it happened way before him. I'm like, oh, Oh my God, I was blaming him. No, let me rewind that. You're right. Since I was 10 years old, that pattern happened. It started with my mom. But noticing those patterns, taking ownership and not taking it into the future. Mm. Thank you, John and Missy Butcher, to know that there's a formula for that, which is choose your character traits. Never heard it before. Changed my life. I did it maybe 10 years ago, but I'm pruning and doing it again. So I think that's the other part of your brave is keep doing it. I don't think I did it for the last few years and maybe I should have, but I'm doing it now and I'm seeing like there's some pruning to do. And there's so, good, some good pruning in this next season. It's very yep. exciting for you, love. So, and I'm finding treasures because of the pruning, right? Oh, it's so true. Yes, the character traits and finding that. I remember doing Lifebook in 2014 and then two years later found love again with Ajit. <laughs> and those two kids that you guys, like they are angels on earth. I think, you know, people used to tell me all the time that they're friends with me just so they could spend time with my daughter, Abby. I think there's a little bit of that with me and you. I'm like, I have to come to the house and play with the kids in the pool. Oh, you're going to be there? Sure. Okay, I'll see you too. Oh my- something about <laughs> those two angels. Oh my God. No, Abby is, started. Abby is next started. level. <laughs> and I started level. because of parenthood. We did. We did. We did. And Abby was so young at the time. And it's just, it's such a testament to your parenting as well. And I feel like that's a whole nother episode that I really, really admire you in just like the way that you've been able to travel, but just leave these treasures for Abby. And she's been able to create the magic in her life as a young woman. It's just, it's really inspiring. I hope everyone follows you. I hope everyone gets your book. And honestly, and we'll put in, so it's lee at goasklee.com if you want to be an ambassador. And honestly, she is like, I consider her a mentor, a friend, and honestly, the smartest people I have ever met and want to be in their energy because you're just, you're you're fire and you're you're such a big light all at the same time. So thank you so much for sitting with us at the Brave Table today. Welcome to the other side. Wow. I know so much information and Lee is such a wealth of knowledge. Now, if you are inspired by this, go ahead, run to Amazon right now, grab her book, Blockchain Life. And the actual title of the book is Blockchain Life, Making Sense of the Metaverse. 
definitely grab her book here. It is a very short read. And honestly, it's one of those books that literally blows your mind because this is the future and this is what we're getting into. And I've, you know, heard about it in so many different ways and the way that Lee talks about things and how she's been such a pioneer in so many different industries. This book is definitely one that you should get for your friends, family members, people to spark debate and conversation around the metaverse and literally for the future of our kids. And this is what they will be doing. And many of our children will be actually transacting in the metaverse. And it's it's here, it's the now. And, you know, according to Lee, there's so much progression and progress to be made. And I'm just so glad that you were able to learn from her. She is one of the best. And if you're curious about Lee, you can go ahead and visit Go Ask Lee. Dot com. That's goasklee.com. She is also on Instagram at goasklee and everywhere else. I think she's also coming up with her YouTube channel as well. And that is all on my side. And if you haven't already and you love this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend, share it with a family member. Tell me what you think. Send me a screenshot of you getting the book, Lee's book at The Brave Table. And let me know how things are going in your life. I would so love to hear. Until next time on The Brave Table. Oh, 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 oh,